Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. everyone welcome back to the my favorite sister podcast hello hello this is elizabeth sitting here in la i don't know the weather today but it's not sunny it's <laughs> haven't been outside cloudy. yet well ironically it's no. quite sunny today here it's very cold though we did have unexpected rain on like i think it was wednesday maybe i don't know all the days blend together but it came out of nowhere <laughs> and we were all very surprised i was like what where does this come from you know it would be helpful those umbrellas from Christmas. <laughs> Those umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily, since we, like, don't go outside anymore, we actually don't really need them. <laughs> a fun thing's happening this week at our apartment is they're testing the fire alarms, which they do, oh, like, fun. once a year. Which, it's, like, on the one hand, great, but usually everyone's gone. Like, the entire time, they have to go through the entire building while the alarms are going off, and it's oh, just, like, geez. a nightmare. I'm like, well, where are we supposed to go? How are we supposed to have meetings? Um, so I gotta remember to charge up my noise canceling headphones. And I feel like last time they started early, they were like, We're gonna start at eight and then it started before eight and you're like, I wasn't ready to nightmare. Um, anyways, what's going on in uh jolly old jolly old England? Not much. I think um the kids go back to school tomorrow or in person school. Oh uh, that's like step one in the lockdown easement the roadmap that's the name i was like it has a name it's the roadmap to the end of covid apparently it'll just be over um oh great but i think they step one is kids back to school tomorrow and then there's like a two week gap or three week gap before the next thing happens uh based on how that goes and what whether it affects the numbers and then Based on how that goes, then there's some, like, easement of, um, like, if you're allowed to just be outside. Seems like being outside would be, like, the first part of the plan rather yeah. than... But, like, being outside and, like, stopping and being outside. So, like, sitting down in the grass in a park, which is not currently allowed, technically. I feel like that would be a step <laughs> before shoving kids back into school, but okay. Yeah, I think it's the... That's the second one just because that week here, Easter is very big. So the schools get a really long Easter break. Uh, and that's the week um, before like Easter Sunday. So I think schools are out that week even. So if people are going to be home for two weeks again, it's like, well, maybe then at least the kids can be let outside and yeah, be meeting with true. like one other adult socially distanced outside or groups of six or something, you know, ret- the return of the the lovely group of six that was a drama sure. fest last year. So I don't even know. None of the changes affect me until like April 12th. That's when I can potentially get a haircut. Oh, nice. <laughs> even though I don't have one scheduled till May, but so we'll see. It's like, at least it's nice to actually see that there's some sort of plan. And it's like, they're they're like, okay, here's the things we're going to do. And as long as, you know, the numbers aren't increasing and all of these requirements are met, then in like three weeks time, we'll do the next thing. Totally. And it's like, you know, if for some reason something happens and the there's another spike and all kinds of stuff, then they will postpone the next phase. So I think it's to try and slowly reopen things safely with like clear uh, targets, I guess, that they're trying to maintain a below yeah well no 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 covid updates over here just same old same old vaccines 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 that's all we can hope for yeah i did start getting sponsored ads for like tiny home holiday lets and cottages and stuff and i'm like yeah because that's probably the big industry that's gonna have a like a boom yeah probably this year because that's the only thing you can do is like a self-catered little modular tiny home (laughs) On a lake somewhere or in the woods. <laughs> yeah, just move to a tiny. I mean, just you guys buy a tiny house and move there. You guys want to move somewhere, right? That's what we're yeah, looking for. Yeah, for sure. Tiny so home. we're kind of talking about it. We're like, well, maybe by like the summertime we can have something on the schedule. 
just to have it there and to look forward to. A good filter uh, option I determined was having a hot tub that like narrowed down from like thousands of uh, holiday cottages to just like a few dozen in the air in different areas. So I was like, all right. Hot tub is key. Yeah. For sure, if you can find one. Yes, that's why your uh, Christmas time inspired me, because I was like, ooh, that sounds nice. <laughs> it does. I, had to... I was like, I haven't worn a swimsuit uh, probably in like three years. <laughs> well, luckily, there's only like one pe- person seeing you. Well, exactly. <laughs> but also, I feel like I had to like convince. I was like, this is going to be great. And Tim wasn't like 100% convinced. And then when we were there, he's like, this was, this is a good cause. Yeah. That's why my thing, I obviously, I feel like a lot of people in the UK are anxious and wanting to do holiday things or whatever, but I'm like, it's still cold in April and May. I'm like, hit me up in July and August. Then we'll go to a holiday house where we can have like the full sliding doors open and get like a nice cool breeze by the lake or the ocean or wherever, wherever we end up. And then be in like a covered, shaded area with a hot tub. It sounds great at night with some drinks to stay refreshed. I was like, I don't want to go on vacation when it's still only like forty degrees outside. True. I know we were like talking for Airbnbs for like my birthday in May, and it's like if there's like a chance in hell that we're both vaccinated by then, <laughs> I'm like, I'll go to a hotel. It doesn't have to be an Airbnb. I'd love to go yeah. to a hotel. <laughs> we're hotel people. We've just oh, totally. gone on the Airbnb train because. Just a little bit safer, I think, right now. But I feel like we used to do Airbnbs a lot when we were like doing travel in Europe because they were usually cheaper. Um, but now we're of the the age where we're like, now nah, we want to stay in a hotel <laughs> that's like a little bit e- like you know a little more flexible, a little easier. Sometimes they have restaurants and bars and stuff yep. in general traveling, and they're not like that much more expensive. And now it's like, well, kind of back in the reverse, but hotels around here sometimes they're i don't know there's such a range because there's all the like old timey homes that are like Mm -hmm. you know turned into like you know or they're a pub on the bottom but still a hotel on the top but they only have like six rooms and Mm -hmm. much more quaint so there's a big range of you know hotel companies or small like stately homes or farms that have been turned into accommodation like right before Everything last year, like at the end of Fe- or early February, we went to the Cotswolds and we stayed at this kind of like manor home, but then they also had little cottages. Um, so the big house where we had breakfast and stuff and they had a restaurant, I think had rooms, but we stayed in a little cottage room that was Fun. like off by itself. That's it was cute. like, I think originally it was like the row of little townhouses that were built for the people that worked <laughs> in the house probably. Yeah. In the uh, olden times, but then they had converted each one into like two rooms. So even then you're like really not interacting with any other human beings. Yeah. We're we're suckers for hotel. I think yeah. the problem with Airbnbs right now is like, um, I don't want to cook for myself, yeah. but um, that's kind of the situation you're in. So like, I'm ready to go to a hotel. I don't want to cook. I'll eat at the hotel. I'll eat room service for every meal. I don't care. I don't need to go anywhere. But yeah, I'm ready to uh I'm ready to not have to cook for myself and just go to a hotel. But you know, <laughs> not quite there yet. It's also hard if you're at like a remote, you know, tiny cottage or whatever, uh, you know, having to cook for yourself. It's like where do you get the groceries? <laughs> True. I mean I think that's the other thing. We were like tentatively planning a little Airbnb thing for Tim's birthday, which we ended up canceling, but it was part of it is just like right now, if we could just pick up and go there mm-hmm. and then like go to a grocery store nearby and like sure or get takeout or something, but like like we we would have to put a lot of work into it because like we were bringing a lot of stuff that we wouldn't normally bring to an Airbnb just because of the germ situation. So it wasn't just like a fun like let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it was like we gotta do a lot of prep and planning for this, and it's gonna be stressful. So yeah, I don't know. I'm just ready to. So I was telling you before we started, we've been watching uh, Top Chef, like, the last season, which was set in Los Angeles, and it was set, like, right before the pandemic, and it was fun to watch, because it was set in LA, but it was also, like, oh, we want to go to these places, and and then, like, at the end, where they go to, like, the second location, they went to Italy, and we're like, no, we want to go to Italy, it's just food. Right. I was like, ah, 
I feel like that's one of our main draws to living where we live right now in England is easy access to like four or five airports so that we can fly to Europe all the time. LOL, we've gone one time. (laughs) All the time. All the time. Well, Jack used to go like once a month for work, but that hasn't happened in, you know, 16 months or so. Sure. Crazy times, crazy times, but hopefully we get, I want the jab. Give me the jab. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, let's see. Anything else going on? No, just been busy at work, honestly, and I, I know you have been as well, so. Mm, yeah. It's been work. All work and no play. <laughs> just, you know, the classic working millennials trying to get through the day and watch TV and watch some of our murder programs at night. True. <laughs> True. But this week I did not watch any murder programs. Because we started watching Alias on Disney+. Plus, You know, I remember us watching it when it was originally on and being like, oh, such a good show. But it's like, will it have held up? Will Jack be interested in the show? But he's really into it. We've been watching it anytime we need something to watch all week. We've still been watching it. It's kind of funny because each episode starts almost with like a 10 minute intro. And then it like plays the, you know, opening credits sequence. So we're just like, whoa. We're like, this is how they get you to like keep watching after whatever show was on before it on network TV back in 2001. True. Yeah, Jennifer Garner, she literally still looks the same and she can still kick ass and she's really good at a dramatic run. <laughs> dramatic run. <laughs> she's good at actress um, for like action packed sequences. I feel like that show sometimes gets a little bit into the weeds with all the like like conspiracy mythology stuff like in yeah. the later seasons yeah i think i had to like rewatch that because like the last season i feel like i never really fully watched for whatever reason i don't know why that was kind of my thing i was like i can't quite remember how it ends so i'm interested to watch it and it's only five seasons which isn't that much but the fact that i forgot that bradley cooper Mm. <laughs> was on the show I was like wow he has some it's not just frosted tips it's a whole frosted head like oh yeah oh yeah I totally forgot that he was on the show it's just like oh man but yeah well and then last week we were talking about uh Victor Garber right because of yep. the um of course uh Brandy Cinderella Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney and he's an alias too so he's just in everything for some reason Tim cannot figure out who Victor Garber is, even though I continually say. <laughs> he's like, the he's the man that's in everything. <laughs> well, literally, we were, I was watching Brandy Cinderella, as I mentioned, and he goes, is that the dad from... He keeps thinking it's the dad from Home Alone, which I don't understand. What? And and I was like, no, it's Victor Garber. And I was like, we literally just had this conversation. I can't remember what we were watching. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, happy season. We had this exact same conversation. Because I said, it's Victor Garber from Alias. From, yeah. like, a million other Titanic. things. Titanic. Like. <laughs> yeah. But he, like, doesn't... Anyways. He's never seen Alias. He has not watched it. And and I'm like, it's Victor Garber. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm just gonna keep yeah. saying uh, it. Legally Blonde. Like, he's in everything. Yeah. I'm like, it's Victor Garber. And it's not the dad from Home Alone. Stop saying to me that it's the dad from Home Alone. <laughs> it is not. Which, speaking of the Brandy uh, Cinderella, because we talked about it last week, I was wrong. It wasn't coming out in May. It's out now, finally! They released it in March, but still like a few weeks after it was released in the U.S. But it's up now. I would have watched it already, but I was too busy watching the show for this week's The show that we actually need to talk about? (laughs) Yeah. And it's Jack's birthday weekend, so I figured I wouldn't subject him to watching like Brandy Cinderella. I'll say that for next week. <laughs> um. All right. Well, maybe that's a good way to segue into the show we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. So this week for the pod, we watched Ginny and Georgia on Netflix. Or I watched it this week. You watched it yeah. the week before. <laughs> so this is also a test of uh, your cognitive memory skills and how they're holding up at 35. <laughs> oh, good. Great. <laughs> After a year trapped inside during a pandemic. Considering I also watched it probably while I was, like, doing other things, so... That's a dedication right there. Look, I watched it, okay? (laughs) I watched it. 
And I feel like the show is now having like all this controversy around it, but we can talk about that when we get to it, I guess. But okay, well, maybe we should start with like just number one. Uh, Did you like it? Not really. (laughs) Oh, really? I actually liked it. So I had the feeling that I was like, I feel like you're going to come in saying that you liked it and I'm going to be the Debbie Downer that, let's be real. So I spent 10 hours watching this show. If we weren't watching it for the pod, I would have not watched it past the first episode. Really? Yeah. And the only storyline that I cared about the whole time uh, that I would watch the second season just to see what happens with this one storyline is the one between the mom, Georgia, and the farmer slash owner of the local cafe, Joe, also known, many listeners might know him as Sav from Degrassi. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Okay, so what were your issues with the show then? Why did you not like the show? I don't know. It's not necessarily like any one reason. It's just, to me, it was a mess. The whole show was a mess. It was trying so hard to be everything that I felt in the end it was nothing. There was too many characters, too many storylines. You have Ginny, the like teen daughter, and Georgia, the mom. I was more interested in the Georgia storylines oh, than the Ginny sure. storylines. For sure. So there's this article on Vulture that I read where I feel like what the author of the review article wrote, I agree with mostly, except for she likes the Ginny storylines better. And thought the Georgia ones were uh, weaker, and I'm like, no way. The storyline of the mom and her history and all the things that she's done, I'm like, I want that show and it to be more of like a true crime drama. Because they would have scenes like her where they're trying to be a drama. Then they would swap to the daughter, Ginny, and like her trying to make friends at her new school and having all her teen problems. And then it's trying to be like this teen show, but it never quite fully commits Then the Georgia mom, she starts working for the local mayor. So then it's like trying to be like a political dramedy in like certain sequences. So I don't know. I just felt like it was all over the place. And to the point where I never was invested in any of the characters because they were honestly pretty much all completely insufferable, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know if I 100% agree with that. I will say that, you know, we've said in the past where... Um, you know, someone who's supposed to be the main character, I think in our episode on the Lynx, mm-hmm. that Bloom, who's like one of, or was the main character, was like really annoying and like yeah. unlikable. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this one, and I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I just can't stand like teenagers or what, but I did find Ginny to be pretty unlikable overall. Yeah. I pretty much think I hated all of the teens. The teens were pretty annoying. I, that's why I th- I'm like, I didn't like any of them. You know, I think a lot of people are make, trying to make the comparison of this show to Gilmore Girls. And I'm going to quote this article from Vulture by Catherine Van Arendonk. And she says that the show is not just Gilmore Girls. It's also Dare Me, Euphoria, Weeds, Sneaky Pete, Mom, Desperate Housewives, and How to Get Away with Murder. With a hint of, we need to talk about Kevin, and a reverse Heart of Dixie twist. (laughs) Which I'm like, yes, because they're trying to pull, like, so many different tropes or themes of types of shows into this one show. And I feel like the trailer makes it out like it's going to be this, like, mom-daughter show. And it is a little bit, but then there's just so much other stuff going on, and they never fully see anything through. Like, they have... You know, obviously the daughter has, like, two love interests, and they're both terrible. Yeah. (laughs) But I do feel like that's probably actually more accurate than, like, a lot of teens where they're like, this is true love, and it's, like, gonna conquer all. And I was like, nah, I feel like when you're a teenager, just the teenage boys are just terrible pretty much overall. Well, true, but it's like, if we're supposed to be invested in this 20-minute scene that they're having between these two characters... You know, they would show um, Ginny's character trying to have, like, a heart-to-heart conversation with um, What's-His-Face, the kid that lived next door. And I was like, he's still a douche. Like, I was like, I really, there's no, the emotional resonance is not happening. Like, it's just, it's not making me want to, like, see them together so they can, like, support each other and, like, you know, be in a relationship. I'm like, nah, 
They're terrible. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, ultimately, like, I pretty much was watching by the end for, like, the Georgia storyline. Yeah, that's definitely the one that I would be interested in and, like, what's going to happen with that. But I would say, like, I didn't really understand the comparisons between the show and Gilmore Girls because they're not really anything alike unless the only thing I feel like they're alike in is, like, there's a mother and there's a daughter, like, and mm-hmm. she had the daughter young. There yeah, you go. That's exactly. the compare. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't heard about it or watched it yet, basically it's an hour-long drama about a woman named Georgia with a checkered past, and she has yes. two kids, and uh, she was married, and the show starts out, and her husband has died. Um, yes. You know, she was married to, like, an older rich guy, and he's died, so she picks up her two kids, and they move to this, like, you know, rich small town in Massachusetts to, yes. you know, get a fresh start. And that's, yeah, like, just like you said, the fact that it's, she had her daughter when she was 15, and now she's 30, so the daughter's 15, and she also has a son named Austin, uh, who's nine, and that's literally where the Gilmore Girls comparison ends. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I'm like, there's no Taylor or Kirk, there's no quirky characters in this town, they're all just rude bitches. (laughs) Joe is not rude, and I like- I'm talking about, that's true, Joe is, Joe is nice. I like Joe. I also liked the guy that works at the governor or whatever, mayor's office. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. The other character I like is the guy that also works in the mayor's office. I don't know his official role. I think they said it, but I forget. He's like chief of staff or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And I also like that later in the season, they have it that he is like a drag performer. And in the one scene, he comes in dressed as Avril Vagine. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and and does like a lip sync to or karaoke to um, complicated. <laughs> yeah, true. By Avril Lavigne, so good, so good. I like his character. Yeah, I also liked the neighbors. I mean the 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 mom from shit yeah. or not mom, but like they move into this like little house, and the neighbors are um, what's her name from Shit's Creek? I don't know. Yes. My mind is blank. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Thank you. I looked her up because. The actress's name is Jennifer Robertson. But yes, in like the very, I mean, it's in like the first 10 minutes of the show. And I was like, oh, it's Jocelyn with a cute pixie haircut. Like, Yeah, it's very cute. <laughs> I really liked it. I was like, thank God she needs a new haircut. Again, it's like the cast is pretty fully loaded with like names and faces that you might recognize. Um, so I, I do appreciate some of them. It's just the, you know, the main storylines I'm not as interested in. Just the side stories. <laughs> Well, so maybe let's talk about Georgia and her past a little bit. So, like, we kind of learn real, real quick that Georgia is the type that has kind of always had to fend for herself. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, she had a daughter at 15. She wasn't in the best situation, like, household. And so she's she's kind of, like, a little bit of a con artist. And she can, like, mm-hmm. work her way into any situation. She knows how to, like, play the game, you know? Yeah. So... She comes to town and she decides that she wants, she needs a job. So she like kind of charms her way into this job at the mayor's office. And the mayor just happens to be a very handsome, yes, handsome man. He also was on Heart of Dixie. That's... He was on Heart of Dixie. <laughs> I did know that. I did watch Heart of Dixie. George? Was that his character's name? I think on Heart of Dixie, yeah, it was George or something George, like that. George, yeah. On, on this show, it's Paul. So basically the same. Yeah. But she's just this, like, southern woman who, like, very charming. She can, like, charm anyone out of anything. But as the season goes along, you get insights into her kind of past and, like, the things she had to do to survive. And while all of them were not great, you still are, like, root. I feel like you're still rooting for her by the end. Yes, that's perfect. I feel like her and they showed those things happening via, like, flashback sequences to her being, like, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18. And I feel like those scenes, yeah, they made you want to root for her, even though you know the things she's doing are, you know, criminal <laughs> or illegal. Yeah, but it's in like, in, like, a Breaking Bad sort of way, and that you still are, like, rooting for her, or that her story is at least much more compelling, so then you feel, like, empathetic towards all the things that she's had to, you know, go through and do to survive for her and Ginny at the time. And then um, we haven't gotten to where any flashbacks where she, like, had Austin, but... True. 
Yeah, we don't know too much about, like, that storyline yet. But yeah, so basically when she's 15, she is, she runs away from home because she's in an abusive um, household. So she runs away and she, like, befriends this biker chick and then becomes kind of part of this biker gang. Yep. Renamed, she she names her, her name's originally Mary, and then, like, she kind of renames herself as Georgia. And then she meets a guy, Zion, who ends up being Ginny's dad. And they have a whole thing. and But yeah, then she, like, has to run away because Zion's parents want to, like, take custody of Ginny. And so she runs. And then she gets in the situation where she starts, like, an illegal gambling ring in New Orleans and gets herself in the situation. And then we don't really know, kind of, I think she tries to get back together with Zion. It's, like, not working. They decide that, like, they both need to just, mm-hmm. like, go their separate ways. But they definitely have this, that kind of relationship they kind of have, like, a Lorelai-Christopher relationship a little bit, I feel yeah. like. I mean, not True. to compare it to Gilmore Girls, but I feel like that might just be the best. Yeah, it's a good comparison that people would, uh, it's like, oh, okay. I think Zion is, like, way better than Christopher, though. Oh, for sure. He doesn't seem to for suck sure. quite as much. <laughs> yeah, the worst. But yeah, and then the latest husband, um, the one that died... We find out at some point, and if we didn't say it at the beginning, but obviously spoilers, because our recaps always have spoilers, so <laughs> stop listening now. Ends up that she may have caused his car accident, and by may, I mean she definitely did. <laughs> she, um, basically, like, the guy she was married to was, like, this yoga teacher, and Georgia had an abusive situation when she was growing up. And so then she sees, like, the yoga teacher kind of, like, putting his hands on Ginny in, like, an appropriate way. And so she, like, sees that. And then she decides, like, take matters into her own hands and puts a little, um, what's that? What is, like, wolfsbane or something like that? Yeah, into... some f- flower that they've picked where I'm like, is this a real flower? Probably. I don't but... know. <laughs> so she, like, puts it in a smoothie and it causes them to, like, have a heart attack or something. And While then he's driving. Yeah. Yeah, he's driving and he crashes his car. So there's this whole storyline where, like, the ex-wife... Of this guy sends, like, a private detective to spy on her. So there's this, like, kind of cat and mouse game where, like, she knows about the private detective. Mm. And the detective's trying to find all this stuff on her. And so she's, like, kind of always one step ahead of him. Um, But, yeah. So, anyways, that her storyline is basically, like, she's trying to just make it in this in this town. And she's she seems like she's always had this idyllic view of this one town. And there's, like, a storyline behind that as well. But she gets there, and so she's just trying to make it work. I feel like she's just always trying to make it work for her kids and have them have a good life. And she doesn't always make the best decisions, but she's doing it for her kids. Yeah, exactly. And again, it just becomes the... I think we were talking a little earlier about how the teens were all just, like, so annoying and terrible. And her daughter, Ginny, is, like, the epitome of that because her whole thing is, like, all she cares about is how everything affects her, which I realize is, like, a teen trope but i'm just like it's just like to the max because they haven't made us like her for like or you know feel um not less like you know not all characters need to be likable but they just haven't made us want to root for her first and like see the fact that her being acting like a little shit (laughs) is like you know just part of her growth process and being like you know we're still rooting for you like no they didn't lay that groundwork first she just immediately was, like, pretty shit. Yeah, I just feel like, and I get it. Like, I mean, I feel like when you have a mom like Georgia, you probably get frustrated, especially, like, when you're not. I feel like Georgia's, like, the center of attention. And when you're a teenager, that's, like, super mm-hmm. embarrassing. And then you're, like, especially if you're not the center of attention. But, yeah, they make her just, I feel like she was doing that thing that, like, Bloom was doing where it was, like, she would just do things because, like, her mom wouldn't answer her questions immediately. Exactly. And it's like, why won't you answer my question? Like, why won't you tell me everything about everything? And the mom's like, you know, some things just aren't any of your business. Like, you're 15. Yeah, Or, you exactly. know, she gets, she gets arrested and still has no character change or development after that. She gets starts a new school and, like, befriends these kids and they're all terrible. <laughs> so I'm like, is there really, like, no decent teen in the in this whole school okay maybe teens just become really annoying to us maybe that's maybe they're just really annoying i guess but it's just the three girls that she kind of becomes part of their group they're all just so mean to each other and i mean they have scenes where it's like they're in a group text 
And then it's it's like the modern version of the Mean Girls three-way call scene where they're also having like Ooh. side one-on-one text convos and stuff. But I'm just like, I don't understand why like they're just acting. I'm like, y'all are just rich suburban kids. Why are you like acting as if you're like on a reality TV show? <laughs> like being just so everything they say is so rude and catty to each other. It's like, yeah, they're like, oh, we're friends. I'm like, but you're not really because all you're doing is saying like love you mean it and like just rude things to each other all the time you never actually talk about anything real it's all very superficial well i feel like that that's really highlighted in the the whole scene where i don't remember any of the friends names but the one girl whose parents are getting divorced yeah i think her name is abby to be fair she's an annoying character she's annoying overall but like I think she's going through some stuff, like, and her parents are getting divorced, and she hasn't really told anybody, and then she, like, really needs to talk to someone, and all her friends are, like, too busy to talk to her, you know? And I'm like, yeah. that's kind of highlighting it. They're not talking about anything real. They're... And when the one girl tries to talk about something real... True. But it's like, again, it's, you know, they all don't notice that she's, like, yeah, asking exactly. them for help because they never talk about anything real in that way. And it's all just like, well, you know, Jenny's like, well, my dad's in town and I haven't seen him in, you know, whoever knows how long. And the friend next door, Max, she's like rehearsing for the play or something. And I don't remember what the other girl was doing. Being at home, talking to her mom about how Georgia has a gun. Yeah. The whole scene where she's like talking to her boyfriend, she's like, and they have guns in the house. Yeah. That was the weirdest like jump cut to them at a party. Again, it's another group of teens. Where they just are having parties all the time. I'm like, wow, so realistic. I'm like, well, I feel like I was just probably not popular enough to get invited to all these parties that are apparently happening in high school. They have that whole thing where the next door neighbors and the mom played by Jocelyn. <laughs> yeah. Can't remember her character's name in this show. And her husband like go away for the weekend. And so then they're like, oh, let's have a party. So they have a party. But it's like the same night as uh, Ginny's 16th birthday. Right. Yep. So they are having, like, her, Georgia put together this whole, like, 16th birthday, like, slumber party thing. Um, it was really fun. Of course, they, like, scheme to try and, like, steal booze. And then when she sets them up to watch a movie, again, another movie on a laptop. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. I guess it wasn't, that one it was will, in the room. But... That was in the room. So I will, like, forgive it more than, like. Yeah, but it's, like, they, she sets them up with that. And then, of course, they, like, use that as their t- chance to sneak out, which I'm, like, yeah, they're so they were so quiet in that scene when they were like putting on their makeup and getting changed and stomping around and stuffing pillows in their yeah. fake sleeping bags. I was like, yeah, they were not being suspicious at all. <laughs> they're like, guys, we, don't be suspicious, but like clomp, 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 clomp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. And then climbed out the window and like, yeah, we're gonna sneak out to the house next door. <laughs> yeah, wasn't the smartest. Uh, so, of course, Georgia, like, yeah, she put together this, like, you know, ice cream sundae tray and was, like, takes it up to them. And, of course, they're gone. So, instead of going over there and busting them, she, like, calls the cops. Uh, so, of course, they all get, like, taken down to jail or whatever in this little town. So, of course, Paul, the boyfriend slash mayor, by this point, is like, aren't you going to go and get her? And she's like, no. <laughs> no. Which, at that point, I was like, yeah, for sure. I was like, you just did all this nice stuff and like threw her like a like a slumber party birthday thing for her her and her friends uh and yeah she just went next door and was like nope i'm gonna do stupid shit next <laughs> like i don't know and get arrested yeah but you think that would have been something that it's like oh then Ginny's character would have been like oh maybe i shouldn't be like acting so terrible all the time but no no if anything it just like spurs her on to continue being terrible yeah, I don't know what it is about her character. I feel like at the beginning, she's terrible. Like, at, like at every point, she just is terrible. And yeah. and at the end, she's even more terrible, I feel like. Yeah, it's just like there's no, I don't know. She never has, like, that moment where she realizes that, like, oh, I'm being a terrible, like, I'm being a horrible person. And, like, maybe it's me. Maybe it's not everyone else. Maybe it's me. <laughs> and I need to personally reflect and uh, have some it, some therapy and growth. I kind of thought at the point where she finds out the truth about Kenny, which was the husband, which was the ex-husband, 
Mm-hmm. That something was going to click in her where she's really, like, she realizes that, like, her mom is doing these things to protect totally. them. But no. I think maybe she does a little bit, but also she chooses that time to also do something to her. I'm like, ah! Yeah, I just don't understand it. And I just don't think it's a realistic depiction of teens. I don't know. <laughs> and, Who knows? And the drama that they're having. As suburban teens ourselves, I realize it was, like, in a different decade but still i don't think it's all just too much they're all just horrible to each other and like not actually friends true i will say the the like quote-unquote friends that judy has at the end seem like more normal the ones that are like older and like the girl that's like an activist or whatever that's in the school that she like kind of has to sit with at the end because all of her friends have ditched her yeah they seem like okay yeah no, I would. I feel like the discussion that they had around the lunch table was much more like yes on tone with like what normal seniors in high school would be talking about. Well, like maybe let's just circle back on Jenny's character. We'll give a quick rundown of like I don't know her crazy storylines. So basically, they come to town. She's someone who I think usually f- tries to fly under the radar. She's hasn't really had friends because they like move around all the time. She has a huge chip on her shoulder as. If you couldn't guess from everything we said about her already. And then she goes to the school and then like her neighbor ends up, she she goes on this tirade in the AP English class because her teacher is obviously like an asshole and super racist, yes. For sure. And is basically like, well, basically it's like, well, if you're, can't keep up in AP English, I really suggest that maybe you, you know. Switch to regular. Or yeah. And then he, like, hands out the syllabus and she goes on this tirade basically about, like, she clearly knows her shit and, like, he just assumed that she didn't because, Mm -hmm. like, she's black, I guess. And her neighbor who's in the same class, Max, she's like, that was awesome. Like, let's be friends or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so Ginny's all of a sudden kind of thrust into this world of, like, having friends and wanting to, like, fit in. Mm -hmm. And that makes her just terrible even more terrible than she was to start with (laughs) and then she also has this thing where i mean that first episode where she ends up hooking up with what's his name from across the street i don't know anyone's these teens names i can't remember his character's name either so they have this she like spots this across the street neighbor and then like for some reason he like oh she like kisses him or something and then, like, he ends up sneaking into her room, and then they end up having sex out of nowhere. It was, like, the most awkward scene in, like, the first episode. Yeah. It's, like, hot neighbor with floppy hair. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not your boyfriend, but climbs through your window. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. He's, like, a loner, because he has, like, an emotional, sad sob story, but then they never really talk about it. Yeah, they don't. So, again, how could I be empathizing or rooting for this character to maybe have some growth and like want him to be in a relationship with the main character if we don't know anything about him besides that he has floppy hair well i feel like they do this whole storyline relationship and in the end you think that maybe there's growth because they both are like they say that they love each other and they're gonna be together and then they just blow it up again and i'm like okay but anyway so she hooks up with oh and this guy's brothers is like the twin brother of Max or whatever, her her new best friend, so she can't, like, tell. So there's this whole storyline where, like, she doesn't want anyone to know, and then they end up finding out, and then, of course, Max is like, you're not my best friend, you've been sleeping with my brother this whole time. Yeah, even though she really hasn't, but... Yeah, but then it's just, it like... It just, the whole, fr- you know, quote-unquote friend group just implodes. Pretty much. Um, which, which side tangent, um, so we have Ginny and... Floppy hair, whose name I can't remember. And you mentioned how they, like, tell each other they love each other. I'm like, yeah, after, like, three scenes, uh, which is a la the two characters from Tiny Pretty Things. So it's like, which relationship is more believable? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I actually believe Ginny's relationship more than (laughs) those two, because that show is just insane and ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, so anyway, she has this friend group, and then she starts dating this other guy. Who I kind of got, like, gay vibes from, like, the entire time. The guy that she ends up dating, like, her boyfriend. Yeah, like, you mean the the 40-year-old in a teenager's body <laughs> with a ponytail? He looked 40. 
I don't know if I thought he no, looked 40. No, no, but his, not that he looked 40, but his person, he was a 40-year-old in oh. a teen body. Like, the personality of a 40-year-old as a teen. He did a tap dance sequence. He did, he did. That is not, not something that a 16-year-old kid would do normally in a TV show, I don't think. Unless they're on Glee. <laughs> yeah, well, I <laughs> but mean. it's But it's like, his whole thing is like, he's like, I just follow the rules and keep my head down and like he's just yeah just kind of like blah boring i'm sure he's supposed to be the antithesis of everything that the neighbor character floppy head floppy head yeah the boyfriend's character quote unquote the 40 year old his name is hunter i do remember that um yeah he was just i just found him to be annoying i feel like if he was my boyfriend he'd be really annoying yeah he wasn't that great there wasn't really anything like so interesting or special. They, basically, they were just all like, "Oh my god, he's so hot!" And I'm like, "But is he though?" They're like, "He's so nice. He's so hot." I'm like, "Oh, he seems nice enough." But I just he didn't really seem to have like any of his own interests. I mean, I guess he was like in a band or whatever. But they like had that for one episode and then never really mentioned it again. I felt like a lot of the, all of these teens. Uh, something they highlighted a few times was that. Um, and one thing that Ginny gets stressed out about is when they all start listing off all the clubs and activities that they're doing, like, quote unquote, for college. And I'm like, okay, you've just listed 20 things. There's no way that you could sustain all of those for all four years of high school. I was like, colleges don't like when you're just doing each thing for a week. Yeah. <laughs> they would rather true. you pick one activity and do it for four years. True. Doing everything doesn't tell them anything about your personality or who you are or what you're interested in. Yeah. But teens were just the worst, honestly. Yeah. They were just... So that's why I feel like I'd be much more interested in a um, show that was, like, more... Fo- I felt like, even though it's called Ginny and Georgia, I felt like there was, for the second half of the season, maybe, and which was also kind of where I was like, I'm just not interested in this anymore. There was, like, less Georgia content, and I wanted more Georgia content, and, like, more of her backstory, and I feel like that would be very interesting... And every time they would do a flashback sequence with her, move the story along, and crazy stuff was happening. And I'm like, this is what I want to see. Well, maybe, like, um, get into some of the stuff that... Well, we could talk about Joe, I guess, before we get into, like, the ending of the show, maybe. Joe, or the best character, I think. Joe. Raymond is the actor's name, which I literally only know his name because of him being on Degrassi. Sure. It's probably the case for a lot of people, but so we meet this guy, Joe, who, as Sarah mentioned, owns like the local cafe. And I feel like at first you're like not sure how big of a character he's going to be. But then like it's clear like Georgia has like roped him into these like shenanigans like almost (laughs) immediately. And they kind of are like little confidants, which is a fun dynamic between them. But then you we have this like so there's clearly like something something going on between them. Mm hmm. And then we have this flashback, which was really cute, of Georgia when she's in, like, this biker gang as, like, a 15-year-old or whatever. And then she, like, they stop, and I think she, like, uses the bathroom. But there's, like, this school group that's, like, visiting wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And she sits down next to this kid, and they have this conversation. And she's like, where are you from? And he said, oh, this, whatever the town's Small name town is. town in Massachusetts. Massachusetts. So they're talking and they're talking about like horses and yeah, because he's like he's like I'm gonna go to college, but all I or for whatever and he's like look trips like this look good on your college applications, but all I really want to do is have a farm and grow my own vegetables or something. I yeah. forget what he says. It's really like cute. have horses and she's like yeah, milkshake would be a good name for a horse or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so anyways, he they, he ends up going to like I'm Joe and then he gives her these like Ray Ban glasses that he has. So they have this nice little cute moment. Yeah. So then, flash forward, like, so she literally goes to this town because of this interaction she had, like, 15 years ago. Yeah. And I think it's clear that she knows who he is. The whole time. And it's after that scene you realize that in the first, very first episode, so she sees, they, well, go to town, she sees the cute mayor, like, eating lunch at the cafe. So then the next day she goes there, clearly with the intention of, like, running into the mayor guy. Yeah. But Joe walks up to her table to take her order, and she goes, hey, Joe. And he's like, do I know you? And it's like, obviously, he's wearing a name tag, but she but just, like, like play, 
but clearly she knows him and but she's just playing it off as if it's like off of his name tag and you're like oh snap she knew this whole time this is so cute but i feel like and she gives him little clues like throughout the season she does like the rest of the season because i feel like they had that scene and then that was the episode where the they had like the lock-in in the school which was giving me very much a, like, Midnight Madness vibe. I was thinking that, too, the whole time. I actually have a story <laughs> about that. So I was thinking about that. Um, but it's, like, you know, at the, the morning after, they're, like, handing out, like, breakfast sandwiches to all the kids or whatever. And there was a thing, because, like, in the scene when the flashback when they're kids, she was eating part of his sandwich and she got mustard on her shirt. And he says something like, you know, it's not worth crying over spilled mustard or condiments or something. And she's like, I'll cry if I want to, or something. Like, it was some... Don't go crying over spilled condiments. And she says, I'll cry if I want to, or whatever. And they have that same interaction as an adult. And you're like, come on, Joe. Figure it out. Figure it out. That's why I'm like, that's what I want. And then they talk about the horses. They talk about the horses because he named one of them Milkshake. Yep. And so there's all these little clues. Where she definitely knew the whole time. Oh, she for sure knew the whole time. I've even read articles that she knew, like, afterwards. So she knew, and then, so we cut forward to, long story short, but Ginny, like, is shop, gets caught shoplifting or something, so Georgia's like, you gotta learn how to, like, earn money, because, like, you clearly don't value it or whatever, mm-hmm. so she makes Joe give Ginny a job at the cafe, so Ginny's <laughs> working at the cafe. So it's fun. I think Joe's, a, like, a fun character, because he, he feels like he, like, oversee he, like, overhears and sees everything. Yeah, true. And then he's like, ah, I can't give. He's like, like, the people in this town are crazy. (laughs) Well, I just love how he's, like, getting caught up in, like, this teen drama of, like, who's dating who? And he's like, I'm 30. I don't care about this. (laughs) Yeah, when Janie's like, I've had two boys in 24 hours tell me that they love me. I'm having a panic attack. And he's just like, wait, what? He's like, just go take a break. (laughs) Yeah, but so there's, they're having some conversation in the cafe. And she's like, okay, I'm going to take a break. And she pulls out these Ray-Bans. And he's like, oh, those are really cool. They're vintage or whatever. She's like, yeah. My mom says they're, like, the first nice thing she ever owned and, like, something, something. And I mean, she lays it out. She's like, yeah, she says a kid she met, you know, gave them to her. Yeah. Basically, like, confirms that, like, I feel like Joe has these, like, little inklings that, like. Yeah, it's like he's kind of, like, subconsciously, like, each time, like, they ha- have the same interaction or mil- talking about milkshake or whatever. It's, like, almost like a hint of recognition, but then he just kind of, like. Shakes He's like, it no, off. it couldn't be. It couldn't yeah. be her. And then that kind of just, like, solidifies it. And and so then like, he starts freaking out because he's like, what does it mean? The sunglasses? What What does it mean after all these years? Yeah. Yeah. Because he clearly, like, likes her throughout yeah. the... And they have, like, a couple moments of, like, when he's, like, helping Georgia take her sister back to the yeah. house. And they have, like, True. a little moment. So there's, like, a couple things. I feel like this is, like, again, not to compare it to Gilmore Girls, but I feel like they're having a real, like, Luke and Lorelai Luke situation Lorelai. with this. I mean, he does own a cafe, but... He does own a cafe. <laughs> but, I mean, like, I feel like he might be, like, the one for her, you know what I mean? Yeah. But she's too focused on, like, having, like, trying to get every, all the things that she wants. hmm But anyway, so, like, he he's all about to tell her he knows and he loves her and whatever, and then... He, he finds out that she got engaged to Paul, the mayor. Which I will say, I mean, Paul, the mayor, is kind of like ho-hum the whole time. But then, man. He did take a twist. I like that. The scene, I, I literally, one of my notes, I don't even have to look at it. I know because that I wrote it down. It says, man, Paul's coming in hot with this uh, proposal because I was like, oh, snap. We all underestimated Paul. I take it back. <laughs> we did. I'm kind of glad because I feel like if he just, she was just taking another, like, kind of, like, unsuspecting guy under yeah. her wing. You're like, Ugh, he's not very exciting of a character, but they really... It was like, oh, they threw in a Paul twist there. Yeah, so basically, there's this whole thing where Zion, Ginny's dad, comes back into town, and her and him and Georgia clearly have this on, like, like I mentioned, it's like a Christopher Lorelai situation. Like, whenever they're together, they kind of always, like, hook up, make bad decisions. They're Neither of them are ever, like, ready to, like, really do this thing. So then he comes to town... Her and Paul get in, like, a fight or something. So then they end up hooking up, of course. And Zion finally is like, I want to make this work. I want to be in a real relationship with you. Like, come on. Like, we're meant to be together. Blah, blah, blah. So she, like, goes to tell Paul. And then Paul comes out with this whole, like, 
he's like, did you think, I didn't think you were going to, like, sleep with him. He's like, I know who you are. I understand what you want. You want, you're just like me. We both want power. We'll do anything we have to do to get it. And basically it was just, I feel like Paul, like, kind of sees her a little bit for, like, who she is. Maybe not completely, but (laughs) understands her and what she'll do to, like, get what she wants. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, yeah, and he proposes. He's like, I bought this the day after our first date because I knew, like. (laughs) So, yeah, they really kind of flipped the switch with Paul and you're like, Mm -hmm. oh, all right, Paul, you're way more interesting now. Yeah, exactly. Dang, Paul, coming in hot. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, oh, all right, cool. But yeah, then anyways, with the Zion thing, like, I think Zion sees that, like, Georgia's kind of thriving in this town um, and doesn't want to, like, pull her out of that. So he ends up leaving, which, of course, Ginny blames Georgia for, of course, because she's a terrible teen. And I'm like, actually, Georgia did not do this. Talk to your dad about this. He made this decision. So anyways, Georgia ends up accepting Paul's proposal, and then that's where we're we're at with that storyline. Yeah, so pretty much what would hook me into the next season is really just finding out what happens with Joe. <laughs> well, real quick, back to the Midnight Madness thing. It was really funny because I was watching that too. So they have this whole scene where, or this whole episode where they're having like a lock-in for like sophomores or whatever, which is mm-hmm. all the teens that we're currently watching. And we used to have this thing at school called, was it Midnight Madness? Was that what it was yeah. called? Mm-hmm. Oh, those were fun though. But I did have one experience... I remember, so, like, we had these lockers, and you, like, were storing your stuff in the lockers or whatever in the gym, and someone stole my sneakers, and, like, I didn't have shoes, and then, like, at the very end, I saw this girl in my class who had the sneakers on, and I literally went up to her, I was like, those are my sneakers, she's like, oh, well, did you want them? And I was like, yeah, they're my shoes, bitch. (laughs) She acted like I was, like, the one in the wrong for, like, being annoyed that she had, Wanting your own shoes? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, they're mine. And it just reminded me how terrible teenagers are. Uh, I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself. Of course, I had no shoes. Well, I know, but that's crazy. Like, what is... Oh, that's insane. She's trying to gaslight you out of uh, getting your own shoes back? Well, I think it was, like, that situation where everyone had taken off their shoes for some reason, and then, like, she just took Whatever mine, shoes? And I'm weird. like, where are your shoes? Yeah, that's weird. That's so weird. During that scene, it was reminding me of ours, but we only had three while I was there because one year it got canceled as a punishment for kids getting wasted in the parking lot. Uh, Because usually the Marathon Madness was like in March uh, and some kids in like February at the winter dance that no one ever really went to. I never went to one. Mm -mm. Decided to get so drunk that... Some parent, chaperone, teacher found a kid, passed out in the parking lot, had to call an ambulance, and they pumped his stomach. And, like, ten kids were suspended. And there was a whole bunch of stuff with, like, other kids that were involved, like, flushing drugs down the toilets in the school and stuff. So that year it was canceled. That sounds intense. I don't remember how many years we had it. And they they were kids from my class. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So that year it was canceled. You know, they didn't get expelled. Because, you know, they didn't get pregnant, so they didn't get expelled. But they just did other illegal activities that uh, 16-year-olds would do. But we did have it. That was my junior year, so we did then have it senior year. But it was always fun. I don't remember how many years I had it. I think I only went for, like, two of the years. I don't know. I can't really remember. It was always fun because they had, like, one area. It was, like, a dance for, like, a few hours. And then the rest of the school, they'd open it up. So they would use, like, the auditorium, would just be playing movies. So you'd, like, go sit in the cushy chairs and sleep <laughs> or uh, watch a movie or whatever. And then food and, you know, of course, when you're in high school, you're just, like, cha- slightly chaotic where you're just going from area to area with, like, your group of people to meet up with other groups of people and and chatting. I feel like at some year, my friends were, like, too cool to go. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to go then because then, like, who are you going to hang out with for, like, All the night. entire time? I'll uh, shout out to Lauren. Lauren, if you want to fill us in uh, in the comments on <laughs> Instagram about what actually happened, because I won't remember and she will with that. But anyways, but yeah, we'll cut back. Times. Enough fun about times. our Midnight Madness lock-in that we had at our high school. Yeah. I will say in that scene the, where they're doing these like Ariana Grande high ponies and they're like trying to get her to get one. And that to me is like a scene where it just shows the fact that they have no clue 
her as having natural curly hair and it's just like y'all are just so freaking clueless even i was like no that's not a good idea like this is not this is not gonna happen like and the whole time she was like it's like you know of course they try and brush out her hair it makes her it like ruins her curls her curl pattern and i'm like it's like girl just go to the bathroom and put a bunch of water on it it'll be okay (laughs) well that's what she did so i know i was like i i understand my hair's curly a little bit (laughs) and even i know the struggles yeah i know i was literally like don't do that don't do that I felt like they kind of would, like, mention her, and there was the whole thing where they had to write the essay of where they feel most at home, and how, you know, she doesn't feel like, because she's, people in society are always trying to put her in a box, and she feels like she doesn't belong, and why does she just have to pick one box? And I felt like they were going to lean into that a bit more, and, I don't know, they kind of tried to tee it up a few times, but then never quite followed through with it, at least in this season. But, see, because I feel like that's a very interesting story that would resonate with a lot of viewers i do feel like if they're going to have a second season which oh i guess we should talk about the whole controversy around the show and i don't even know if it's really controversy but taylor swift came out against the show yeah i mean there's a line at the in the last episode where i didn't even like register that line when when she said it where it's like Ginny is yelling at her mom and basically says like you go through men faster than taylor swift And it's like, yeah, that's like a really just lazy, misogynistic line of writing. And out of context, that is like even extra, like even worse, worse. But honestly, Jenny's just horrible. She like, her character, they, she is always trying to like act as if she's this big feminist. But then really she's not because all she does is like judge her mom, judge her friends, and is actively like not, you know, because she's 15. So she just is saying dumb shit. (laughs) But, you know, I agree, it is, like, pretty lazy and just, like, not a good look for the show overall. They could have had a different line. Yeah, they could have. I mean, I just felt like, to be honest, like, I didn't even, like, hear that line or, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and so when you texted me that, I was like, what? I don't even remember that line being said. I don't know what episode was said in. Yeah. I don't know who said it. But it was in the last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's what they really said. Really towards the end, yeah. I, I understand if you're Taylor Swift, you're really tired of those jokes being made about you. But I also, like, on the other hand, it's not exactly, like, a new joke and also just, like, I don't know. I, I kind of... Well, to me, it's not even funny. Like, it would, doesn't matter that it's about her. It would could be about anyone. It could be, like, you know, obviously people used to make comments all the time about, like, Leonardo DiCaprio only dating hot young models and, like, going through models quickly. Um, yeah. But, of course, when they're making comments about him in that way, it's... More of a, like, you go, Leo. Um, it could be about, have been about, like, any other woman. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Because that's, I think that's just, like, a super sexist, misogynistic thing, like, line. It, and to me, it's not even funny. Like, because it's not a joke. Yeah. I also just found it weird. So I was like, is that really a joke that a 15-year-old's going to make that was, like, kind of a reference from, like, 10 years ago? You know what I mean? Like There was a lot of references in this show that... I was really trying to figure out what is the time setting of this show, but she mentions that she had her 12th birthday was like a Moana theme or something. So I'm like, okay, so it's not set in like 2014 when society was still hammering down on Taylor Swift for having three boyfriends by the age of 30. Cool. Like, you know, ridiculous. So I was trying to, uh, for the first few episodes, trying to like get a frame of reference of when is this? show actually happening because both Georgia and Ginny are making lots of like old school references quite often. Well, I feel like Georgia's okay, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, that's just the whole thing. So I don't really know what to say about that whole controversy. I mean, yeah, it's a lazy joke. I don't know if that means the whole show is canceled, but I guess make your own decision on that. But let's just real quick talk about the end and then we can wrap it up. So basically, Ginny finds out about the whole the private eye kind of spills the beans to Ginny about, like, her mom and what she, he suspects she did to Kenny. Um, so Ginny's like, okay, well, she clearly killed Kenny. So, and that's the point where I said earlier that I thought that Ginny was going to have some flips, switch flipped, and be like, oh, my mom is doing these things that aren't great, but she's doing it to, like, protect us because of her background and what she had to live through. Mm-hmm. No, she didn't do that. Um, instead, what she chooses to do is run away from home, take Austin, her brother, who's, like, 
nine or something. I don't know how old he's supposed yeah. to be. And they get on a back of a they get on a motorcycle and drive away. And I was like, so you're getting on a motorcycle, which I'm probably guessing you don't have a license to drive. You're taking your nine year old brother. <laughs> this seems smart. To where? To where? To where are they going? What is her end goal? I was thinking maybe she's going to Zion's, but I don't know. It's like, what's her end game with this whole thing? And yeah, just very um, short-sighted and not well thought out. (laughs) See, I kind of feel like she's like the complete opposite of her mom, where her mom is like a chess player and is always Mm -hmm. like playing like five steps ahead. And Ginny is just like reactionary. And she's like, I'm going to do this thing because I'm a teenager. That's a good point. And I feel like a lot of people... Like, the women, older women in the show are treating Georgia as if she's this, like, young, you know, she gets, like, the young, hot mom treatment, kind of like Catherine Ryan's character in The Duchess, yep. where all the other school moms, like, treat her like, I don't know, just, like, young floozy or whatever, is, like, so scandalous because she's a young mom, when, as you said, really, everything she does is, like, so meticulously thought out uh, and, like, strategic that it's, like, she's actually a mastermind. <laughs> yeah, she's actually really smart and she's she's had to become smart to survive you know that's basically it and so so yeah we don't really know what's gonna happen we don't know where she's taking her brother and then okay this is sorry i know we're trying to cut it off but the whole storyline where georgia is like not sending letters to austin's dad who's in prison and then Mm -hmm. she's like i'm gonna send those letters i'm like are you stupid like like she's clearly doing this for a reason also he's in jail yeah (laughs) and i'm just like you're you're the worst, Jenny. You're literally the worst. Yeah. So I think that's why overall my feelings on the show is that it's like, it was fine. I don't know. I wanted it to be better, <laughs> I think. And I liked the Georgia storylines. Yep. And after like the first two episodes, every time the teens were on, it was really hard not to just zone out and like fast forward through. There was like one or two scenes where I was just like, this is so insufferable i can't (laughs) yeah it'll be interesting because i feel like on like a gilmore girls when it's like all about the mother-daughter relationship and then like you know you have the the seasons where like they're in a they're not talking or whatever and Mm -hmm. they finally get back and you're like oh this is great but i never really feel like the Ginny and georgia relationship is on that level so like it's like never it like was bad from the start yeah exactly so you're like is it gonna be a satisfying resolution when they ultimately like come back together who knows? Yeah, I agree. I think if we could somehow just make it a show about Georgia and all her past. Yeah. Just subtly change the title to Georgia and Joe. <laughs> Georgia and Joe. <laughs> like, what happened to Ginny? What? Who's Ginny? I don't know. Like. Ginny who? <gasps> her? They're like the teenagers from the first season. No. <laughs> New show. Who dis? <laughs> subtly replaced. All right. Well, it sounds like it's kind of a split Right in the middle. I mean, I think the Georgia storylines kind of kept me hooked enough that yeah. I liked it, but I get it. <laughs> so it's just hard to take, um, to like separate it all out, right? Because each episode was quite long, but probably would watch the second season just to see what happens with Georgia. And especially after they set up everything with like the private investigator guy and yep. now her dealings with Paul and now that Joe knows who she is and stuff. So I would probably still tune in to watch that but we'll see it's one of those things where would i be annoyed if this gets a second season but teenage bounty hunters didn't true like i would much rather watch a second season of teenage bounty hunters yeah i know i'm so <laughs> sad that show didn't get renewed we're just gonna we'll just mention it in every episode of the pod and they'll just bring it back just because <laughs> i really was hoping that some other episode and network would pick that show up or something. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it just didn't get picked up because of, like, the pandemic situation or mm, if it, like, maybe. actually would have not got picked up. Because I feel like Netflix did renew a bunch of shows and then it ended up unrenewing those shows. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. So, I don't know. Maybe. How do, What's the hashtag? Like, hashtag bring back teenage bounty hunters? <laughs> that might be too many, too long. <laughs> well, you could, someone come up with something. Bring I'll, back I'll... TBH. <laughs> yeah everyone would be like what's tbh see that's how you get the conversation going what's tbh and where what's did TBH? it what's tbh and where did it go <laughs> well i think that's the end of our discussion on Ginny and georgia i don't know if we our conversation convinced you to go check it out but <laughs> <laughs> it's 
kind of like a 50-50 from us on that. Yeah. But watch it if you want, but I don't know yeah. if it's necessarily like a must-see. No, I don't know if it's a must-see either. I would agree. Even though I did like it, I think, more than you, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a must-watch. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, do we have anything we want to tee up for next week? People to tune back in? Um. I think next week maybe we'll be talking about the new uh, movie from the mind of Amy Poehler, Moxie. Moxie. Yeah, I believe that's what we said we were going to talk about next. So we'll see how, you know, we just, we're just not giving up on the teen genre. We're really not. We'll watch as many shitty teen shows that we have to <laughs> just to find the hidden gems. Um, but it's a movie. So we'll see, you know, yeah. what can they do in 90 minutes to, uh. By the way, there's a new teen thing coming up that looks like it's a mix of like a high school musical type thing. It's called like One Week Away or something like that. So we'll probably need to be watching that because it's a yeah. musical. I'm all in on a teenage musical. Nice. Um, and I think we've also talked about in the future maybe doing a quick uh, true crime type show where we recap a bunch of different true crime shows. If that's something you'd like to hear, um, let us know. Maybe hit us up on Instagram or shoot us an email. We'll say all that at the end where you can find us. But yeah, just let us know if you'd be interested in that because we have gotten a couple people mention those. So and we do watch them, so we just, <laughs> we just weren't sure if they'd be fun to recap. Yeah, and we're not really experts either, so more of a but maybe like if a we quick, do a quick a quick recap of each one and like saying what our top ones that we watched over the last year have been. Yeah, because there have been a lot. Yeah, true. Cool. Well, I think that's it for this week's episode. So thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at MyFavoriteSisterPod. Or shoot us an email at MyFavoriteSisterPod at gmail.com. Bye! Bye.